Diddy Bread. What's up? I know we're getting towards a new year and you're looking for a New Year's resolution. I definitely am. Can you help me out with that? I think I can. Okay. When was the last time you stabbed somebody? Um, it's been a while. Oh, well, that, that I think we need to bring back. <laughs> and do you know where you could find a knife where you could gut another person like a fish? Um, please tell me. Homestead Blade Works. Yeah. You go there, you look them up on Instagram. Ben Porch and his beat up head will customize a knife, any type of knife you like. For gutting somebody like a fish, maybe you need a long blade and a long handle to get it out of their guts. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> this is pretty violent. Hey, hey, Ben, the actual owner of this company, can you um, well, tell us how you feel about just, this violent depiction say, of your uh, of your just, handiwork? Just so I don't get sued. <laughs> we we don't endorse stabbing or ripping out of guts. All right, fair enough. Go to Homestead Blade Works on Instagram. <laughs> get you a people gutter. Oh my That'll god! That'll be a great New Year's or Christmas gift. I'm gonna have to come up with a model now called. The people gutter. The pe- like, I'm going to have to come up. I'm gonna I've be- been wanting to lean towards, you know, charcuterie and chef knives and things like that. But no, I think I'm going to have to come up with one. Like, I'm going to need a little cake off of that one since I came up with the idea. We'll chat. All right. I'll t- sweet. <laughs> Should we cut a charcuterie version of that same ad? No. No, we're good? Weak. Okay. Yeah. All right. Charcuterie so boring. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I can cut little squares of cheese. Oh, Who my gives God. A turkey? But I love people, little squares of cheese. White people love charcuterie. I love charcuterie. Explain Yourself, a podcast where anyone can attempt to explain anything, regardless of their expertise. We are Diddy Bread and... I'm the muscle hamster yes, still, I think. Yeah, I think you are. I think that's still your nickname. Yes. And we're here with a returning guest who we love and we want to have on way more, um, Ben Porch. Welcome to the show again. Thanks for having me again. This is fun. It's so much fun. Michael, why yes. is Ben Porch here? So... Usually I set this question and frame the show, but today I'm going to kick it back to you as part of your ongoing sort of rediscovery of your religious faith. You have taken a deep dive into purity culture, Mm. Christianity and reexamining what it means to you. Mm -hmm. And you came up with the idea all to your credit to discuss (laughs) fatherhood and masculinity. Yeah, I think. Obviously, this is a topic that interests the two of you, yes, Ben and Michael. Both fathers and men. Both fathers and men. Indeed. And you're both pretty manly men, I would say. You know, the, how do you guys even know each other? Tell the audience that. Right. Ben and I, well, we used to work together, but we do jujitsu together. Yep. But there Ben you go. is a much more like alpha dude than I am. <laughs> I would say you have your alpha moments, Michael Blum. It, I mean, I could do it if I had to, but it's not my personality. Like, it's not genuinely me. Whereas Ben's like, Hey, bro, this weekend I moved six refrigerators and chopped down 38 trees. Like, oh my God. So you're Paul Bunyan. Oh oh, oh my God, you did? And then all I did this weekend was play video games. You know? That was a rough weekend. It was a rough weekend. Is this a fair characterization of you, Ben? I don't think I've ever chopped down. I don't think I've ever chopped down like a, like a full size tree, let alone, let alone thirty eight of them. Right, but that's in in one weekend. But that's you would go out on the weekends and like clear land. Yeah, I would pay somebody. The spot where my wife and I live when we first got there was a lot of scrub and and we didn't have a spot to store tools more than like an axe. And so, yeah, that's that's what I would do is just go out with machetes and that's pretty manly. Right. Okay, so a fair characterization Mm -hmm. that we've got a pretty masculine man here on the podcast with us. Yeah. And I would say. I think, yes, this is a part of my journey through, you know, what what was the word you used? It's not deconstruction. We used it. Uh, reevaluating. Reevaluating, right. Yes, reassessing some of the bits of evangelicalism that just feel kind of uh, gross to me. And mm-hmm. one of them has been looking at patriarchy and how ha- how that has shaped the way that gender roles are talked about in evangelical circles, mm-hmm. right? And so I wanted to talk to you guys about being fathers and also your own relationships with your own fathers and how how you're experiencing fatherhood and how you especially being fathers of daughters because you both have mm-hmm. girls and, and they're right? about the same yeah. age and they're about Ruff, the, same age. the same age right i think there's a lot in there there's especially with dads of 
Well, I guess either gender, but when you're, when you're the father of a daughter, I think you have so much to think about in terms of like, how am I going to support my daughter and give her like her independence and freedom to make her own choices. And yet there's just so much out there that we've been told is super like scary and harmful Mm -hmm. for girls. So I just want to talk to you guys about that. All right. Well, we are happy to do so. Yeah. The thing that makes it interesting is Ben's, would you say you had some evangelicalness growing up? Yeah. He had extreme evangelicalness. I was a, I was a student at a very conservative local uh, university university. do we not want to name that university it doesn't matter okay um but i was a student at bob jones university for a long time yeah there junior high high school two years of college and then bye-bye yeah and you're like i've had enough of this but you're but you would say you grew up in a home that was kind of ultra conservative yeah but um, yeah growing i will say growing up it was never as regimented and ah, legalistic okay. as when we were work as because my parents worked there so I oh, went to school there. okay got it um yeah w- growing up it was never uh it was never that regimented which, right which gave me a lot of angst and anger and frustration when we got there and i was like i don't understand why i can't listen to the beatles and the beach boys anymore because and the Beach Boys, well, you can't li- when you can't. Evil. Yeah, you can't listen to to secular music of any any kind. secular music. No, ma'am. Now this oh. was early two thousands. No, this was that early, recent. Yeah, yeah, this was early two thousands. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, and I will say, just because I have now have a very positive relationship with a lot of the faculty members oh, over sure. there. Oh sure, yeah. Um, a lot of things there would probably raise some eyebrows. Uh, but yeah. there's a lot that they've done where like this is actually hurting what we're trying to do, so we're gonna yeah. jettison it. Oh good. And I grew up with none of this. You grew right. up with <laughs> zero. And I think I was probably somewhere in between, but but I would say probably closer to what you're talking about, mm. Ben. I mean, it was a conservative home and our our school was like attached to the church. It was sure. like a ministry yep. of the yep. church. And it was it was almost as if we were saying like, if you can't go full homeschool, this is the next best Correct. thing, right? right. right. So is, yes. This is a better environment than <laughs> yeah. what the public school is offering. Right, exactly, exactly. And it was, it was always presented that way. But so you, I think what you find there in these circles is a lot of, I mean, the the idea that like there must be a nuclear family, there must be a strong father mm. who is in charge, right? This idea of what they call complementarianism, where it's like dad's in charge, he's the decision maker, mom mm. is just kind of, kind of there in a support role, mm-hmm. <laughs> and whatever dad says goes. Sure. So many of my friends, and I'm sure same with you, your friends probably like had this fear of their dad that was not maybe not a toxic kind of fear, but like a that healthy fear where it's just like, yeah. you know, <laughs> whatever yeah. dad says, this is law, mm-hmm. right? We will not go against my father, right? So let, yeah, let's just talk about our dads real quick and and we're not gonna throw any dad under the bus. I sure. love my daddy so very much. However, like there was definitely a sense of the hierarchy in the family where dad's in charge. So I don't know, what about you guys? Was that the case with y'all? So my father's in charge. My father is a very quiet, calm, introspective person. Yes. Uh, He's like a definition of an introvert. Yeah. And so he would be involved in the major decisions, Mm -hmm. but he would not, he would not make them on his own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, He would, you know, obviously him and my mother would come to a conclusion, Mm -hmm. but he was not as much with the day to day of yeah, us. Yeah. And there I don't think he chose that. <laughs> we he worked at the same place growing up, so he commuted an hour each way. So mm-hmm. he would get up at four thirty in the morning. Oh my god. So he was out of the house by five thirty. Yeah. And so he would get home at like four thirty, five o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. And then he would go to bed at eight thirty. Oh my god. And my mom was home all day. Right. She worked for parts of my childhood, but like for a lot of the time, you know, she stayed at home with my brother and sure, I. Sure, sure. And so by default She had to make she, a lot of those like she made the decisions. Yeah. And my father was not overriding them. Like, sure, sure, sure. He didn't right. really mm-hmm. care if we had chicken or beef for dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so, you know, when it came to like you know, can we afford this, you know, this major purchase? Yes. He would say, like, he would do it in a very practical way. So 
he would always say like, I'd like a Lexus, but I can't afford one. Right. But what he meant was that a Lexus costs $50,000. Right. And we do not have $50,000. We don't have $50,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. Therefore, you cannot have a Lexus. Like, right. This is completely logical. Right. And that's sort of how it worked growing up. Okay. For me, Ben. Yeah, that sounds yeah. familiar to me too. Go ahead, Ben. I was going to say, it was, it was pretty similar. Like, I remember like major decisions being made and it was after mom and dad sat down and spoke about it. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know if I would say that like my dad was in charge, but I would say that he was definitely the representative of the family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like if somebody needed to go somewhere or if like if I was in trouble at school, it was always I was going to get it worse. Right. Dad showed up. Right. 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 (laughs) You know what I mean? So it was he was very much if I can use this term. He was the alpha of the family. He Uh was the guy. Yeah. But it was not a dictatorial I'm in charge shut up woman yes you know what I mean no not like, in my you, house either absolutely ever, not have you yeah. guys ever seen and this is I'm, I'm sure an extreme example <laughs> from all three of us but have you guys ever seen the delightful movie Tu Wong Fu yeah no, no. yeah uh-huh. she, yeah. he wasn't the dad in that uh, I got right? you Where, I got like, you you put the wrong spice in the spaghetti and right. you're gonna get my belt like right. no, no. Like, not even close and, right and not, so no mine either no in fact my dad is the kind of nerd trope <laughs> It's yeah. more of what my dad yeah. is. Super smart, but yeah, not not aggressive toward mom or any of us. Mm-hmm. And I think even even in those day-to-day decisions, uh-huh. I think it was more mom doing that. And and you know, I don't know if y'all were like this, but if we wanted to do something and we knew that there could potentially be a no answer to this, it was gonna come from mom. And so we would ask dad oh, and yeah, he would say, sure. Well, I'm fine with it, but ask your mother. Oh, <laughs> and we were just the like worst dad, as a child. could you just say yes and then you know it's kind of in mom's face but yeah my dad always asked did you ask mom did you already? ask uh-huh i got that too i got did that you ask too. Mom? no yeah. and then he'd be like yeah i don't care like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah right yeah dad coming through because dad's kind of famously when they're out of the house and they don't know what's going on on a day-to-day basis it's like moms i think and this is just for me observing my sister with her husband and my brother with his wife it's like if the dad is saying yes to stuff it's the reason mom's not okay with that is because often dads don't know the whole picture because they're not there all the time to kind of know and it's just like i can't believe you said yes to that he hasn't done his homework yet you know and they're like well i didn't know you know for me it was always the kind of thing like (laughs) it was saturday and i wanted to go play paintball Mm mm-hmm Hey dad, can I go play paintball right. for a couple of hours? Right. Did you do everything? Yeah. Yeah. All oh, right, go I ahead. totally did. Yes. There, and dad, right. and you and as I got older, my parents would be like, "Are you actually going to go play paintball, or are you going to go to your girlfriend's house?" Like, right. What's, right. What's going on? Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, no, I I agree. And my dad and I have a great relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a there was <laughs> the dark times <laughs> when, <laughs> of course, there's always was, those when yeah. I was at um, when I was a student over at Bob Jones, and there was a lot of religiously founded and driven angst. Yeah. Being a student there. Sure. And, and everything that goes and along with that. And you're kind of butting and, up against like things that I'm sure your father viewed as like, no, this is what our family is supposed to hold sacred. And you're just like, no. Yeah. Well, and he, <laughs> yeah. like he's a, he's a doctor. He's an oral surgeon. Oh, okay. He was in the Navy for most of my formative years. You know, so he has, he's very squared away mm. in that regard. Mm. Um, Interesting. But at the same time, it was like he still came to every soccer game that he could. Yeah. Like he never passed up on something that my sister and I were doing or something that was important to my mom mm-hmm. because of work or. Right, right, you know, right, he wasn't right, like, right. I can't come to the place. I think I'm going fishing sure. or whatever. You know, sure. I never, I never had any of those experiences of like wanting dad to be in the audience and it's like and he's not there yeah like someone's sitting there with a camcorder right right for him you know right exactly and that that to to loop into like the overall thing like that's that's been a huge thing for like how i see other people with their with their kids like yeah we went and we saw a mutual friend have a soccer game and their parent like dropped them off and then bounced Mm -hmm. it's like you know if you got if you have to go to work, I don't know what the situation is. Yeah, yeah like, there's always but my, stuff that and I would I, excuse that from yeah, time to time. For me, yeah. I was like, what else do you have to go do? Right, that you can't watch your kid's soccer your game. Kid's soccer yeah, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's the first one of the yeah. season. But anyway, so that's... no, I'm with you 100. percent And it, what I'm th- what I'm hearing from all of us, I think, is that we had fathers who were not super alpha and fathers who were not absent. 
And so we probably all have a pretty, at least neutral or healthy-ish view of what fatherhood is and what it should be. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I will say I never felt totally confident standing up to my dad. Like right. he's never laid hands on me. Like right. I got spanked growing up, but he never like, Same. He's, like he never like hit me or anything like right. that. Right. But I mean, I even remember being in like college and having disagreements with dad and yeah. being like, I yeah. don't want to take this to the next level. Right. Well, right. Your dad's like a big guy. He's a big dude, yeah. Oh, is he a big guy? I'm six one, two twenty, and he's bigger than me. Okay. And he played <laughs> he played football in Alabama, right? Like yeah, your dad played, is like yeah, a, he, he played football for a long time. Yeah. And, has okay. always been super active. Oh um, wow! Yeah, play, even right. now, like plays plays racquetball and oh nice, like, like wins leagues and stuff. Okay, so, yeah, he's, but I never was like I don't ever want to go. <laughs> no, we're not go going toe to toe with my dad. <laughs> I don't no. want to go kinetic with Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I love you, it. You don't want that smoke, son. No. <laughs> oh my god! I'll get gosh. the fire extinguisher. I don't want none of that. No, I don't think you do. So let me ask you this: What do you think is most different about the way that you? father the way that you parent your daughters versus like how you were fathered or parented because there's got to be one thing that you're at least just like okay i don't want to do it this way i mean i've even had these thoughts i don't have any children but when we thought we were going to have children we would talk about this kind of thing and like here's how i think my parents screwed up every kid i think has this experience where Mm -hmm. you're just like god i wish my parents had done this and i'm going to do this you know there's a Patton oswalt bit where he's talking about his daughter yeah and he was like uh, your parents completely loved you, loved you entirely, and they entirely screwed up. Screwed up. They did the best they you could. Ha- they yes. had the best information, and they screwed up. He's you like, can't I'm, do it right. Yeah. He goes, I'm reading all the latest books, and I'm sure they're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 20 years from now, you're um, going to be like, that book is trash. It messed up so many kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. And this is what I'm going to say might be contentious for some of your listeners. Um, the one thing that we don't have that came from both of our parents mm-hmm. is we don't have a religious backing okay we, we're not church people yeah we don't talk about that it's just not it's just not on our radar sure um we both my wife and i came from those homes yeah and we just for you know that'd be an interesting another chat sometime mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. um we just don't do that anymore so for example if your daughter like does something that you think this is wrong she shouldn't have done this you're not coming at her with like the you reason you sin. shouldn't do this yeah, no is because it's sin and it's god's angry at sin you're just telling her like here are the practical reasons why you shouldn't do this, this. is why yeah. you don't talk back to mommy right 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 exactly we don't go into the whole thing of like rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. right 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 like, we don't go into any of that <laughs> Yeah, and I think um, you could make an argument, even for families who are believing families, you could say, hey, it's not super helpful to attach all of your child's misdeeds to like this eternal right. struggle and of they, like they, hell and They heaven. emotionally can't handle that. that right, it's, it's like really, overwhelming. It's way too much. And, you know, some could argue it's not even doctrinally sound to do this, um, but but that's a that's yeah. an interesting point. Um, Blum, what about you? Um, the two things that... I try and do, and I don't even look at like, hey, my parents screwed up. They did the best they could with sure, who they absolutely. Are. So I, what I like to think of myself as doing is not making up for their mistakes, but evolving. Like I got this solid absolutely. foundation. Yeah, that's kind of so what these I meant. Are, these yeah. are, this mm-hmm. is what I'm gonna add on yes, to. Absolutely. The two things I try and do are we didn't discuss feelings growing up. Oh gosh, us either. <laughs> and so like now we're talking about feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And sometimes at this stage, Harper isn't quite old enough to understand them right so i'll do something and she's like dad you hurt my feelings and, and i'm like, like no, i just handed not- you, i handed you the butter <laughs> yeah yep. you get that yep. Yep. Too. yeah like, like why are you looking at me like that right. you're hurting my feelings <laughs> she, yeah that's yeah. the only thing is you hurt my feelings <laughs> and a lot of the times yeah. what hurts her feelings is when she's not allowed to do something to do that she, she right. should, do. shouldn't yeah. be doing yes then she'll say dad you hurt my feelings right now i have a choice here there's nothing hurting your feelings going on here. Right. You're not dancing in the sink. Right. Right. Yeah. Do I say like, no, I didn't. And then I go forward or do we stop and address it? Exactly. So what yeah. I've chosen to do. Yeah. Because she doesn't know what it means. She, no. Right. But I want her to continue to be able to think down that path. Sure. Absolutely. That, that's an open door of feeling discussion. Yeah. So I will stop. And I'll say, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, but if you dance in the sink, you're going to step on a glass 
and it's going to break your foot open, and we're right. going to the doctor. Right. So that's, that's... Giving her that practicality. Mm-hmm. Like, and we have yeah. books about feelings. Sure. And then sometimes she will be able to articulate, like... Absolutely. I'm angry. Yeah. Like, okay. All yeah. right. That's, you know, like, I appreciate that you're angry. Sure. But, like... Here's some healthy ways to deal with mm-hmm. your anger. <laughs> right. And there sometimes where she'll be real venomous. She's like, Dad, I don't like you. Right. Like, right. Okay. Well, I appreciate that you don't like me. Sure. But I love you so much. Yeah. And I'm never not going to love you. Yeah. And then she'll like, I don't like you. I don't like you. Like, eh, fine. <laughs> no, and it's so interesting that part of the reason that our our parents' generation didn't want to go down the feelings road is for this very reason of like, I don't know what to how to help them frame this. Mm-hmm. And they probably thought like, yeah, these kids are too young to understand what this really means. So instead of talking about it with them, like putting in the work mm-hmm. to actually talk through what all this is and hoping one day they'll get it. We're just not going to go there, mm-hmm. you know. So um, it's interesting. I also wonder if that, if if that's the product of how their parents. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's the greatest generation. Yeah. Like my grandparents were greatest generation, and it's yeah. like we we had to go to war. I don't know how many times. You just suck it up and you exactly. can deal with it. Like right. yeah. pull up your britches and deal with it. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> And I then, just I worry that that leads to emotional constipation. One hundred percent, it does. And I'm, yes. not, I'm not interested in yeah, that. Yeah, no. And I think for my parents, it was this fear, and I understand this. Like I totally get where they're coming from. It was this fear that you would use what they considered to be newfangled psychological takes on everything. Like let's mm. dig way into your feelings. They were afraid that you could go to the other extreme with that, that the pendulum would swing too far the other way. And I think that's well, valid. I think that's valid. We can see that Absolutely. Now. <laughs> right, exactly. Because then you'd have kids saying, well, I did this bad thing because I felt like, you know, I had to do it. And it's like, at some point, you do have to address where feelings are harmful and like mm-hmm. you can't act on feelings in this mm-hmm. particular mm-hmm. way. And I think our parents were just trying to avoid all of that altogether, right? Like there's facts there's truth and we're always going to default to that and feelings don't ever mesh with that is is what they grew up believing mm-hmm. sure, i think sure and of course that's not right but i know what their fear was i know what they saw on the other side sure. of that wall and like i get it totally so what were you imagining fatherhood would be like and how is it different from what you thought it would be uh, i honestly looking back i thought like uh, my friends do it. I could probably do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at all these idiots with kids. Yeah. If these dummies can do it. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> 100%. Shout out to my man, Squirrel. My man, Squirrel. <laughs> yes. He's, uh, how do I put this? He's not sharp. I really I thought you were, I really, he I really was hoping that you were going to say he's nuts. There was part of me. He's <laughs> You know my man Squirrel? He's nuts. He is oh, nuts. Oh, Ben. Um, ben. But he's, I'm sorry. I need a buzzer for that. <laughs> yeah. Where's my that soundboard? Yeah, it did. My feelings are hurt. Um, but he's not sharp, and he's got two kids. Like, <laughs> And they're alive. <laughs> You're doing great. They're, thri- are, they're thriving. Shout out to Squirrel. Thanks yeah. for listening. Yes. Um, so I was like, I can do it. And then... When Harper got here, I was like, whoa, this is yeah, so... I got nothing. This going. is so much. <laughs> your your experience is also different because mm-hmm. you were... How old was Harper when... 21 months? 21 was, months, yeah. So a, you... A, he was not even two. A yeah. little bit short of two, yeah. yeah. So and I'm sure that that is a different... Because, I mean... Different from the newborn yeah, different from the quote-unquote typical, I should say, or evolutionary. I don't know what the word is. I'm I'm not very bright either, and I have a kid. You're doing great, yeah. Ben. You're doing great. <laughs> um, but like, you were going through the adoption process, and then it was just like bang. If yes. I remember correctly, here's yeah. your two-year-old. I remember, yeah, did yeah. Was there. I, I was definitely there. being at school one day, and it was like, where'd Michael go? Michael has a kid now. Michael, Michael, there's a there's a child in route. Oh, right, like she's on the way, and it was sooner than you thought. And it was just like, here's your two year old. Yes, when she and she can like interact with you Mm -hmm. at that age. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you have a newborn, you've got this kind of not that having a newborn is easy, mind you. However, you do have this buffer where what that kid is experiencing at two weeks. I'm sorry, that's just not going to matter that much in the long run. Like, you can still say things in front of that child where you're just like, 
this, this is too hard. Like this kid is keeping me up all night. You can express yourself to your spouse mm-hmm. in those situations mm-hmm. where with a two-year-old, no. it's just like on all the time, yeah. Yeah. all the time. But yes. I was, <laughs> even if I had had a newborn, I would not have been prepared. No, no, I, no. I, I just There's thought, no preparing. My whole right? attitude was like, <laughs> I'm smart. Lauren's talented. We can do this. Yeah, yeah. That's not prepared. No, but I'll tell you what. I think you need to give yourself credit because I think there is a word. I don't know what word you would use for this, but there is a word for parents who have even thought about it for a minute. Like, what kind of parents do we want to be? What kind of environment do we want to have for our kid? Like, there's a lot of prep that you can do mm-hmm. that's not going to prepare you like psychologically for having a kid, but it is going to be a better environment for your kid than say someone who has not thought any yeah. of that through. So, so you do have to give your, right, exactly. You have to give yourself some credit for that. Yeah. Like, so we had, we had a lot of discussions about that kind of stuff yeah. before. Cause yes. we, we had a year and a half of adoption process before you, yes. we got Harper. Yes. And the three things that we wanted to do. All right. We're getting a child who is already, been through two major moves yes we're gonna do three things mm-hmm. love and a ton of it not that you wouldn't love your children but we got to triple down <laughs> sure. I mean? right like, right we're making up for lost time that's here. right that's right um structure yes where laura and i are hyper responsible we yes. always follow through on yes. what we tell her that's right uh she says like you know i need the lights on keep turning the lights on we're turning the lights on right and this structure is a form of stability, yes. which is what she was lacking. And yes. then the other thing is discipline. Yes. And not, people often conflate discipline right. with spanking. Right. Not this is not punishment. Right. Discipline is actually a word that means like training yourself. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. So part of it is mm-hmm. the like training aspect. Mm-hmm. Like you say please and thank you. And mm-hmm. the other part is like, okay, you just Muay Thai kicked Lauren. You're going to yeah. go upstairs. Right. Right. And that avenue of discipline as well. To, right. To Lauren and I, discipline is a form of both structure yes. and love. Yes. And everything I read said that kids really, really, yeah. really, need really need it. They have to have it. Absolutely. Our concern is we had seen a lot of people who attempted to be friends with their kids and were much more permissive. Yeah. There was a great moment where Lauren was at a... This is before we had any children. But she was at somebody else's baby shower or mm-hmm. wedding shower. And she had a little kid walk up to her and go, move now. <laughs> and I was like, I was flabbergasted. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame that kid for anything. No, no, but that's mom and dad. that yeah. like that kid's parents had not set proper boundaries. Where yeah. You don't go make... You don't go making demands at anyone like that. No. But you especially don't go making demands for grown folks. Yeah. Right. Like that. Um, was astounding to us. And so we're like, how do you not, how do you avoid getting to that point? I think there's a lot of deep-seated psychological things that go into that kind of parenting tactic where it's just like, maybe what you believe about children is that like, if you just kind of leave well enough alone, it'll be like, it'll work out okay. Yeah. Um, Whereas there are people who believe like, no, they're going to try to get away with everything and we must try to steer them in the right direction. Right. Yeah. And I think there is a a happy balance of those two positions. Right. Like too rigid is a problem. Yes. And not enough is also a problem. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I think that's where every everybody who is thoughtful about this strives at this middle. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're right. And I think it's the what you were talking about, that structure, that discipline, like them being able to even predict and expect like if I do this, this is what mom and dad are going to do. Mm-hmm. Or at this time, every even things like at this time every day, this is when we eat or this is when we go to mm-hmm. bed. That stuff is hugely important, I think. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially and for spe- younger kids. And bed. Yeah, is, bedtime. Oh, my gosh. Is unbelievably important. Lauren yeah. and I went out last night uh, to celebrate my sister-in-law's birthday. We came home. It was 1045 and Harper yeah. was still awake. Oof. And I was like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> this is my right routine. Yeah, like, yeah, take her and run up the steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't walk. She Please to, put my child to bed. She, she yeah. needs to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, this is sort of how you view it as well, right, Ben? Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing is with my daughter, uh, my wife's a cancer survivor. Yeah. And she had an OB for a long time that told her that she couldn't have kids. Oh. And then she had, I don't remember, she had a different OB through whatever reason and just kind of brought it up Mm -hmm. because we were 
doing mm-hmm. tons and tons of research or heading down the adoption route. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of said, well, like, look, you have an OB appointment. Like, let's just ask. And so they told us we were good to go. And so. Awesome. Not, yeah. Not too awesome. much longer after that. Rip came yes. along. Yes. Excellent. Um, but yeah. And so it's it was weird because like, you know, like she told me at work that she was pregnant. So it was Aww. this weird kind of, yeah, like I was working for UPS at the time and she came and told me and like ever, like the sonogram and then the first time I felt her kick and then when she, when Holly started to show and then of course when Ripley was born and Oof. the the birth was really traumatic for Holly. Mm. The, uh, it's a long, long story, but it was, it was touch and go there for a little while. Like Holly's life was in danger. Both of them, yeah. Oh wow, yeah, both of them. Um, Jeez, Elise. And so there was that moment, like the cry. Like mm-hmm. I heard her mm-hmm. uh, Ripley. I heard Ripley cry for the first time, and it was like I have found my reason for existence. Oh wow! It was immediate. It was like I will do whatever I have to do for this little blob, blob of <laughs> of adorableness. Right. Um, that's awesome. You know, and th- after that, like it started, like it's just really started framing a lot of decisions about how I was going to do things, what I was going to do, what I was going to allow myself to tolerate yeah. like, in my own life through my own actions or how other people's actions were affecting me. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a paradigm shift. Yeah. And I, it was interesting because there were like nine months of like, oh, it's getting closer, it's getting closer, it's getting closer. Yeah. And then boom, She's you're here. holding your child yep. and it's like. Oh boy, okay. here we yeah. go. <laughs> here, and yeah. we're off. Right. No more prep time. Yeah. You got to do it now. Yeah. Oh boy, here we go is a good, is a good yeah. way to describe yeah. having kids. Right. But, uh, but I mean, it's it's been fantastic. Yeah. There's, yeah. I've loved. She'll be uh, she'll be three at the end of this month. Nice. And I've loved every minute of it. Like she's kept us on our toes and everything, but it's pretty awesome. That's fantastic. Fantastic. It is fantastic. So you're both enjoying fatherhood. Yes. Yeah. So... For raising a daughter in particular, because I know you guys are both pretty like feminist minded. Uh-huh. And so I'm I guess I'm wondering, how do you or do you even have to have this kind of balance beam in your mind of like, I definitely want my daughter to be strong and independent and be able to take care of herself, but I'm sure you're also feeling like ultra protective of your daughters. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance that? Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, I mean, well, right now, um, like the most independent thing that she can do is like run around the playground without me within arm's reach. Right, right, (laughs) sure. And and that's something that I've had to work on as a dad. Yeah, back up. Yeah. Well, not so much that like I'm afraid that she's going to fall and hurt herself. Sure, sure, sure. But more that, I I don't know, I I, I watch too much fiction. Oh. You know, I'm, I'm always... Something Looking really around. terrible yeah, could I'm happen. Yeah, also one of those yeah. crazy people that's armed, like most of the time when right. I leave the house, you know. Right. So, um, With your people cutters. Yeah. Wait, what are we calling them? Yeah. Pe- yeah. People gutter. That's gutters. People gutter. Yes. Trade, trade, <laughs> trademark pending. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so hyper vigilant. Yeah, hyper vigilant. Yes. Is okay. Mm-hmm. Is. Um, but yeah, like I want her. I don't want anything to hold her back. The right. Fact that she's. A woman, right? Anything, like any, any and even in the way you parent her. So that's what I'm interested in. Is like she could be held back even in the way that she has been parented, Mm -hmm. right? And you said earlier, both of you agree that like the daughter dad relationship kind of sets the tone Mm -hmm. for like how she experiences her relationships. I mean, especially if she's straight and she ends up with a guy Mm -hmm. in a relationship, like the way that you have interacted with her is going to shape what she thinks that relationship with this other person Mm -hmm. should be. And it's a little weird and you know, you don't want to get too like Freudian with it, but you know, like there is, there's something there, right? I mean, and I know, I know that daughters viewing like how dad is with mom is super, super important. Mm -hmm. Extremely important. Super important. Anyway, Blum, what do you think? So what was my question? The the fact that you're uh, feminist, how does that play into the feelings of I have to protect my daughter from all forms of harm? Okay. You know? Like, yeah. So <laughs> there are really two forms of harm. Sure. There's the developmentally appropriate form of harm, which sure. is I have a big head and I run fast and I fall down. <laughs> 
Yes. Which we, right. don't re- we don't really need to protect her from. No, she'll be fine. Right. Yes. And They're rubber, she, basically. Right. And if she's not point. fine, yeah. let's get a Band-Aid we'll or fix a trip it. to a doctor. Right, exactly. The harm I need to protect her from mm-hmm. is putting your hand on the stove. Sure. Yeah. Catastrophic harm. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Right, that. like you'll have scars for life right. from this like kind of you are going to be yes. disfigured by this behavior. Yeah, right, exactly. As, well, and that kind of psychologically too. Yeah, yeah. Right. Go ahead. And as we get older, those things change, but the ideas remain. Uh, sure. The other day, I went to pick Harper up, and she she's almost one hundred percent potty trained, but she still has accidents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she didn't tell the teacher she had to go to the bathroom. She had an accident. And the teacher was frustrated that she didn't let her know. And the teacher was like scolding her, basically. Oh, so I walked around the that's corner. That's a bummer. No, it's, and that's the thing. It, that's the reaction. This is a bummer, but it's actually not a bummer. Like it's okay. It's okay. Depending on how you're doing the scolding, I think. I thought it was perfectly fine. Okay, okay. But the teacher, God bless her, was like, Mr. Blum, I'm so sorry. Like, sorry for what? So, yeah, seriously. What's what's the problem here? <laughs> she was like, I was just having a bad day and I was frustrated. Like, where where's the problem? Yeah. What's going on here? Good for you for and she encouraging was like, her. Super apologetic and like you you could tell that she was afraid I was gonna go tell the director. <laughs> And she was going to be in trouble at work. This is the state of yeah. teachers right, right. now. We're just scared all the time of like, I'm, yeah, the hyper protective right. parent. And I'm going like, gosh, well, there's no problem. Like, like, what What are you apologizing to Right, like, I would be having the same conversation with Harper right. at home, and right? also, yeah. do you think this hasn't happened at home and I haven't been frustrated <laughs> Right, right. This? Yeah, exactly. There's only so many times I can clean pee off your shoes. I know. Oh, my before gosh. Before you get frustrated. And so I'm not looking to protect her from that. No, exactly. Right? There is, in my opinion, nothing wrong there. Sure. If you expect to grow her to grow up in a world mm-hmm. where nothing adverse ever happens to her, right. you are setting her up for failure. Right. Exactly. The, what I would be horrified for and what we'd be having a problem is if the next move was for the, and let me make this clear, the teacher did not do this. Right. It was hitting her. Right, 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 now right. Now we have a real problem right. in which I'm going to protect you from. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that is the kind of distinction, right? Yeah. That totally makes sense. And the other thing, because I am a feminist, I believe that women are equal. Right? Sure, so yes. I don't raise her in a gender-specific way yeah. Right? yeah, that I would push an agenda on her. Like, you're right. a girl, therefore you do this. You must play with dolls right. instead of, you know, if, spaceships. If yes. you choose yeah. to do this, mm-hmm. that's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you also don't choose to do this, yep. that is fine, too. Absolutely. So one yep. of the things Harper likes is to, like... She has these, I have the kettlebells at home. She's very interested in them. I don't tell her, like, women don't lift weights. <laughs> right. Why right? would you? You lift weights if right. you want to. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, jujitsu is a masculine thing. Like, yeah. you go, you know, when you come of age, you go to jujitsu. Sure. Like, uh, you know, there, yeah. are, there are all of these other guys who do it, but there are also girls there. That's yeah. for you. Sure. And then, like, if you want to be a fashion designer or a nurse, that's also for you. Sure, absolutely. And so there is none of that. It has to be completely... Yeah. It, she has to gravitate to something organically. Sure, sure, sure. I'm not pushing that on, yeah. on her. And then the other thing is, like, holding up the virtue of Lauren in mm, front of her mm-hmm. intentionally. Mm-hmm. So like mom's strong, mom's yeah. capable, yep. mom can make these decisions for herself. That's right. Like uh, mom doesn't have to cook. You know what I mean? Like just yeah, dad openly com- right. uh, combating yes. these preconceived the stereotypes. G- gender roles. Yeah. So I cook. I mean, I'm horrible at it, but I'll cook. <laughs> like I'll clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I'm horrible at it and I hate it, but I'll do it. And this is my way of showing yeah. E- sure. equality. 100%. Right? What about, okay, and I know this is like 10 years out, but when they start getting interested in dating. I, like, feel, I feel bad forever Ripley comes home with <laughs> So, But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you guys are, y'all are these jujitsu guys and you live in this world that's kind of like, yeah, uh, good luck dating my daughter. I'll be sitting on the front porch with a shotgun. You know, well, like that kind of. Well, Ben world. has an armory at his house, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> and you have knives and guns abound uh-huh. at your place, and so it's just like, how do you combat that? How do you let your daughter know that, like, I'm going to try to still be parenting you during these years, but I'm I'm not going to treat. How do you do the like father of a daughter well? 
in those years in the South, in, you know, in this well, world that thing, we live in. My thing is, is that, I mean, I haven't really thought about this um, at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to bring no, it no, up. We don't have to think no, about no, no, it now no, if you don't want to. You've got time, man. It's a wonderful thought exercise. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's really not let's, wonderful. Let's, let's put you on the spot with these life questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, the earlier you start thinking about it, the better. Um, It'll sneak up on you. I mean, my my thing is, is who whomever she brings home. Sure. Uh, male, female, whatever. Right, right. Whomever. Yes. My biggest contention will always be you if you are interested in a romantic relationship with my daughter mm-hmm. then you need to understand how serious yeah i take that right yeah i'm not going to be in the relationship no it's not going to be any of my business sure but you need to understand yeah that Besides the woman that bore her, mm-hmm. there is no one else in this world that I would murder you for. <laughs> yeah. And it's. I'm and laughing. Again, it's not funny. But I, I, again, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing that dads always say. right? Sure. And that's what I'm kind of asking. It's like there are these tropes and you you kind of can't help but but feel that stuff. Sure, right. But I mean, how, you know, that's the thing is like a kid, a, a child goes and gets their heart broken. Mm hmm arguably a, a part of being alive yeah right yeah that's not something i want to have happen to her sure but it is something that statistically is more than likely going it's to happen to happen her. And, and yeah to, it probably should happen. you said yeah. michael i don't think that it's something that in and of itself is a bad thing because no. you need to learn how to deal with loss and you, you need do. to learn how to move on through those relationships and i'm kind of talking out of my butt for this next part but maybe it would with with girls through a relationship versus guys because guys have their bros (laughs) um but it's like with girls it's like you know finding yourself through that yeah no 100 because sometimes male and female they get too wrapped up in the idea Um, of the relationship and the idea that was me yeah and once that's not there anymore yes am i i think Girls are more likely to fall into that trap, but it happens with both. I've seen, I mean, I teach middle schoolers and I've seen the guys get (laughs) even more broken up about a breakup than the girls do Mm -hmm. sometimes. So I think it could happen to anybody, but you're, I think you're, you're both right. I think having kids go through that in an environment where the stakes aren't really that high, you know, like you're going to feel like this is the worst thing that could possibly ever happen to you. But you're in the safety of your own right. home. You have your parents there. You have your friends. It's like. And you're going to be right. better at the end exactly. of it. Exactly. Like, then you start to kind of learn, like, oh, okay, so I don't have to put up with this in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. it wasn't the end of the world, right? So, yeah. So, I, I do it in jest, right? Like, I'll kill that kid. <laughs> I know. I've heard the jokes. Yes. I'm like, Michael Blum, <laughs> stop it. Um, but I will fall back on the same guy that I use currently, which is what is developmentally appropriate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what can I protect you from? Sure. That is really long term harmful. Right. The stakes are higher in this because there are really bad things that can come oh from romantic gosh. relationships. I know. Like uh, abuse. Abuse. For example. Or rape. Yes. So the stakes are higher. Yeah. But at the same time, dating and managing relationships and being in a relationship, understanding mm-hmm. this is a really important part of being an adult. Sure. Mm-hmm. So to Absolutely. deprive her of that is, yeah. is a bad idea. I think so. And I think we've gotten this so backwards for so long. It's like the whole trope with dad being ultra protective of the female whereas like dads of guys what you're just not talking to them at all like well if i had if you had a son you wouldn't be talking to him about like if you lay your hands on a woman and she doesn't want you to like you know that kind of conversation if i had a son we'd be having that yeah exactly but that's what i'm saying that's why we've gotten it backwards it's just like the pressure shouldn't be on dads of daughters to to um make sure that your daughter knows all the ways that she can prevent herself from being abused in a relationship it's just like hey dads of sons could you handle this on your end please you know like Uh, yeah and we would have that 
discussion if I had a book. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It'll, just be, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll be the, we'll have the discussion on the other end. Right. With the girl. Well, yeah. and, right. And I think discussion should abound on all sides, right? Whatever gender child you have, mm-hmm. you should be talking about this. And I think that's that's actually one of the things that Jerry and I, you know, back when we were talking about having kids, like we, that's one of the things that we were pretty serious about once our kids are a certain age we would want to be having these discussions however uncomfortable they Mm -hmm. are we would want to start that process earlier Mm -hmm. and i know you didn't have these discussions with your parents like at all like wouldn't even to this day have these discussions with your parents i have brought up with my parents in recent years like hey i think you guys did a fantastic job parenting us i wish that we had been able to talk about sex earlier and I would have hated it. Like I would have hated it. Mm -hmm. However, we never talked about it. And so I had to figure all this stuff out Mm -hmm. on my own or from my friends. And you know, you just don't get the best stuff from your friends. Shout out to my friends who were telling me like the best they could, but. Or love line with Dr. Drew. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. All right, so Michael had to leave. Because he's a loser, but that's okay. We're we're gonna finish up without him. So squares leave at four. That's right. No, he's like he's on dad duty. Like yeah. seriously, it's the literal reason we're doing this episode. Um, so that's great. That's absolutely perfect. So to cap off the the feminist side of this. Um, I guess just your thoughts on like when your daughter does hit that age, like what's going to be the most important thing to you about how you're even the way that you and your wife kind of come together to talk about like, what does our daughter most need from us now? And I know it's a long way down the road, but like, do y'all talk about that now? Have you talked with Holly about like, what are we going to do when she's this old, you know, in, in very, in very broad strokes. Sure. We know, we know what worked for us yeah we know what didn't work for us and we know the kind of kids yeah <laughs> that we were oh my gosh yes um, so we're praying to all all the gods <laughs> we're praying to all the gods uh that can i swear on this podcast? please yes so the the two things we have a very very good friend named mark yeah and he knew us he was one of our teachers when we were in grad school and he we told him and he rejoiced with us Aww. and he laughed and he cried yeah. and he hugged us. And then he went, you guys are <laughs> <laughs> Mark, come on, and man. It was, and it was one of the funniest <laughs> oh things. Oh my gosh. And every now and then I'll text him something yeah, that yeah. Ripley did. And I'm like, you were right. I think you're becoming more and more of a prophet, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, you know, no. we're, we're just kind of waiting still to see what she's going to be. Right. Like she's, yeah. Because there are many, many times where like my parents will watch her and they're yeah. like, have fun playing with you in a dress. <laughs> like that's, that's my dad's favorite thing to say. So say she's so much like you. So much like me. Oh my gosh. Um, so much like me. And yeah. She's, she's wicked smart. Like she's so smart. So yeah. Yeah. smart. And that she gets from her mama. She didn't get that from me. <laughs> um, Come on, you're smart. But uh, yeah, we just kind of want to see what she'll be sure along the way one of the things that i'm very adamant about teaching her is just this behavior yeah these actions Mm -hmm. these red flags these trigger these triggers yes these can come from men yes can come from women absolutely and absolutely I, i don't have a preference in in my head like i right I, whatever right I just, i'm interested to see what she's going to grow up and right become. yeah but they that's the thing that i want because it's i guess it's kind of easy again we we're talking about tropes yes it's very easy sometimes to fall into like you know you can get a man that's abusive yes. psychologically or physically sure and you know what whatever you want to say yeah. that can happen with a, a woman women too. can be abusive too and in so a lot of I ways do yeah is not necessarily say men will treat you right xyz right or women will treat you xyz right but just people people yes people will treat you this way this people way. Mm-hmm. will lie to you yes. people will cheat on you people yes. will stab you in the back yeah because they think it's going to benefit them and right that is not a reflection on you right that's a reflection on some insecurity that yes. they have right like that hurt people hurt people Correct. idea right Correct. yes so if people have been through some 
it's like you might see this come out in really unhealthy ways. Yeah. yeah. And so that's that is really my biggest thing in in all of her relationships, yeah. romantic or not, is that sure. we've we've given her the tools. Yes. And the 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 practice runs. Yes. Or the you know um, I don't I don't mean training like we're training her. No no no. In the living room or anything. No like that's that, like, no that's valid though. It's just the way that I like. Yeah. Think about I think myself. that's a no that's great. I mean and you have the you have the discipline of jujitsu and probably other things in your life where that provides like a pretty cool parallel to mm. this is how we want to do this. No, 100%. And I think as much as you can help your daughter, and I don't know, again, I'm not a parent, but it seems like, I I mean, I've taught for 18 years. So it seems like the kids who I feel like, hey, you're going to be okay, they have established a really like strong sense of self, which is hard to do before a certain age. I think you go through a stage. I mean, this is all like Piagetti and stuff, but you get to a stage where it's like you're forming your identity. And as best as parents can support that identity formation Mm. without trying to steer it a certain way, you know, I think the more confident your daughter is in her own identity, the better off she's going to be no matter what she faces in her adventures in dating. And it's so funny, too, because she she's got a cute little princessy kind of costume for sure. Halloween. Yeah. And she loves running around the house and doing that and yeah. singing Let It Go or <laughs> anything from Moana sure. at the top of her lungs. These are strong female characters, though. Like, Yeah. This is different from when I was a kid. Yes. Disney princesses have come a long way. Yeah, so, every now and then yeah. she'll be like, can we watch Sleeping Beauty? My wife like, just goes, um, ugh. About that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, can we put Brave on instead? Like, that's yeah, a yeah, Scottish yeah. woman with a bow. Sure, like, sure, sure. Like, um, the fiery redhead. We yep. can do that, for but sure. She, like, yeah. You know, so she'll do all that stereotypical, like, girly princess sure, yeah. kind of stuff. Why not? And then she'll run up to me and she'll go, Daddy, can we watch The Kickings? <laughs> what does she mean? She was watch. She was doing, I was folding clothes or something, and I had on a Muay Thai yes. documentary. Oh, so it, it was it was that. some fights, yeah. it was some training. Yeah. It, but what she wants, and she asks for it all the time, <laughs> she doesn't want to watch fights. No. She's not interested in watching two people fight in a ring. Okay. But she really likes watching pad work. Oh, especially especially like the old school, like the Thai trainers, because when they hit, they're like, like they make sounds when they hit. Yes. Um, Oh, that's so fun. And just the wham, wham, just hitting the bag. Yes, the thwack sound. Like, that's amazing. So she'll do that. And then she'll ask you, like, can we fight or can we kick? And basically what that means is with kicking, I'll put my hands down and she'll kick and I'll go like on the videos. (laughs) Or what we've started so doing cute. is I'll just let her full out, like, just kick me Give in the legs. Give you a good high kick, I've yeah. I've got big legs. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just let her, sure, like, yeah, sure. you can kick daddy in the legs all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn your hips. I'm going to do it like this. Dude, you don't have to hold on to anything. So awesome. And it's just one of those things if she likes to do that. She found my longboard. I have a there six foot go. long yeah. longboard. We go to the church parking lot down the street yes and we just get on the board and Dude, we do that that's so cool and then we come home and we have tea parties with right. all of her stuffed animals See, and I, I love that wear her jewelry and i'm yes. sure at some point because i'm bald <laughs> she's gonna have all this real estate up here but to play bedazzle with. it yes yeah. so please bedazzle your father's you know, head and I, and I love i love all of that because that was like that was the kind of dad that i had yes my dad Never played soccer. Oh, but he was at every single soccer. All game. your games. Yeah, he was at all the games. Yeah. He was not a public speaker except for when work when he absolutely had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he came to the vast majority of my theater performances yeah. or stunt performances or whatever. They came and saw. That's like, awesome. They would drive down to Florida and watch me work yeah. and do stuff down there. And sure, um, my dad was would do yard work yeah with my sister yeah and then they'd get cleaned up yeah and he'd sit down and have a tea party with her because yeah. she had her cinderella dress and right she'd put bows in his hair and yeah. all that stuff and to me it's like you're just doing something fun and yes. building a relationship with your kid i'm yes. not doing this because well, the girls have tea parties and no, right. no, no 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 we don't ride the big wheel that's no, no, for no. boys <laughs> right and we don't ever no. talk about that like yeah it's just what your kid enjoys and you're like, I'm I'm there for it. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And that, you know, we can kind of close on this idea because we, we started out kind of thinking about fatherhood and, and masculinity. And it's like, 
what is masculinity really except for like just being comfortable in your own skin, you know, which really can translate to anybody. You know, you hear this a lot from people that should probably keep their mouth closed. Uh, Yes. Like masculinity has gotten a bad rap. And it's like, well, yeah, but we haven't really done a whole lot to to do fire control. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, yes, there are all of these tropes of men being meatheads and super aggressive and chauvinistic yes absolutely all of those things have happened yeah so now we can either go yeah what michael was talking about or we can say yes we acknowledge that yes and as much as i can as a as one individual exactly i am going to do my best to live my life in such a way that whenever those terms come up related to masculinity my daughter is because in this case right uh, and any future children that we have Mm -hmm. will go well, I don't think that's what masculine is right. because of this example. Yes. And these are all of the amazing and good and positive things that yeah. I, and even then, like, yes. I'm, I'm not that alpha, like come to the gym, I'll show you something. Right. <laughs> I am, I'm right. alpha adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's fair. That's but it's fair. like, that's, that's what I want to do. I just want to sure. be a good example yeah. as, in as many ways as I can, right. knowing <laughs> that I'm going to screw up. You're gonna. I'm going to screw We're up royally yes. and have to go. Oh, no. Yeah. Got to eat this one. How do we get back from here? (laughs) Well, I think you and Michael are both doing a fantastic job. I haven't interacted with your daughter that much, but I did see you with her at at a playground. And I was just like, yeah, this looks like this looks like good fatherhood (laughs) right here. But y'all are heroes. I mean, I can't imagine I don't have a broad enough perspective, but it feels like, especially lately, it's just like, how do you parent when they have so much hitting them all the time? You know, my middle schoolers are on their phones constantly and it's just like, they get non-stop input. Whereas when I was a kid, it was just like, go outside for six hours, you know? And it's so different now, so. I don't know. I think I think sheltering and protecting your kid in certain ways is a really, really, really good idea. <laughs> like mm-hmm. as much as you can do that in ways that are healthy, that's great. But then there are those toxic ways that kids have been protected that we were yeah. quote unquote protected in the past. So just trying to balance that. I can't imagine how difficult that is. And you're doing fantastic work out there. It's uh, it's something I admire and something like, I mean, Jerry and I, we have no kids because that's a choice that we made. You know, it was just like, no, I think after all of this thought <laughs> that it's just too big of a responsibility to go in, even at like 85 oh, percent sure that you want to do it. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> like, well, and, so. <laughs> but, and I would say, too, with being a teacher for 18 years, like that is a yeah. huge responsibility because, yes, you have a subject. Right. But you and I both know that teachers build relationships yes. with kids. Like I Absolutely. was I was essentially the sassy janitor. Yes, you were <laughs> at a school and Listen. I got to build yes. so many relationships yeah. with those kids. And that yeah. and I didn't have a set codified time. This was just no. based on my interactions with them in the hallway Absolutely. or when I would have to chaperone lunch yes. or whatever. Often students will build relationships more easily with people in those types of roles because you don't have this set time of day where you're supposed to be like telling them what to do for an hour, you know, Mm -hmm. like so they're more likely to want to bond with cafeteria staff or custodial staff or like a guidance counselor or somebody who's just not in their face every single day going, do you have your homework? You know, so it's important. It's important for children have people in their lives who are not parents who they can go to and talk to. And like for your daughter, you know, she'll need somebody besides you and Holly that Mm -hmm. she can go talk to that you trust, you know, like aunt whoever, I don't know. I mean, for me, it was one of our youth volunteers, somebody that you can go to and talk to because it's just weird with mom and dad. For a few years, it's just gonna be weird, right? And I don't know, maybe not. Maybe some kids I think can tell their parents anything, which is great, like There were a lot of things that I could tell my parents, but, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't ever, it wasn't ever like I was afraid of their reaction. It right. was really just right. that. It was like, I just don't feel comfortable yes. having this conversation. Right. It's almost like I would tell you, mom, dad, but I know how weirded out you're going to be. So I want to save you from that. Right. Like, is. yeah, absolutely. Well, any final thoughts as we wrap it up? That's the thing. Like, I don't feel like I can give parenting advice. No, listen, that's not even what I meant. Like, hey, everyone's just doing the best they can. And I get that. Like, Like, I really think that's, you know, that's it. Um, Yeah. 
uh, I rewatched a, a Patton Oswalt special a yeah. couple of nights ago, and one of the things that he said in that special is, "It's chaos. Yes, be kind." That's it's something that his wife said. I think it was, "It's chaos out there. Be kind." His wife that died, or his, wife that his died. current wife? His wife okay, died. yeah, dude. Which like, I, say, I love it, his whole it's, story. It's on Netflix. Yeah, so just go in and find his most recent specials. Yeah. They're absolutely amazing. So, oh, but he also great. talks a lot about what it is to be a dad. Yeah, especially in his. That that his tragic situation, situation of his wife I know. Dying and oh my gosh! So. And they have a daughter, right? They do have a yeah. daughter. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's great. I'll have to check that out. Well, I I don't think we can do any better than that. It's chaos. Be kind. It's a good way to end it. <laughs> well, thanks for being here, Ben. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. We'll have you back again. And thanks to our listeners for being with us for this episode. You can find us on Twitter at splain underscore yourself and let us know what topics you want us to dig into in future episodes. In the meantime, be kind and always be ready to explain yourself. <laughs>